This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie and helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Is there such thing as a cabal in Washington, D.C.? That's what we will be discussing on this first edition of Exposing Washington. Good afternoon, everyone. You are listening to Exposing Washington with your host, Walker Wildman. This is uh, the first day of my show to air on American Family Radio Network. So welcome to the show. Uh, I'm excited about it, and I'm honored to have the opportunity to host a show uh, exclusively by myself on American Family Radio Network. Many of you might hear my voice on today's issues on the American Family Radio Network, which airs Monday through Friday, starting at 10 a.m. Central. So many of you may hear my voice there, uh, but this is my first time to host my own show, so I'm very excited and honored for this opportunity. Before we begin, I want to tell you a few ways to keep up with the show, Exposing Washington, and kind of give you a basis and a background as to why we're doing this show, Exposing Washington. For more information about today's show, you can simply visit AFR.net, AFR.net. You can also find me on Twitter, at Walker Wildman, at Walker Wildman on Twitter. And if you want to email the show and share your thoughts, maybe send me some information I don't have on what's going on in Washington. You can email us at exposingwashington at AFR.net. The email address is this, exposing. Washington at AFR.net. All this information will be posted at AFR.net on the show podcast page, Exposing Washington. Well, before I get into what's going on in Washington, D.C. and some really breaking news this weekend, uh, I want to give you kind of a a summary of what the show is going to be about. Each week on this show, I will expose the misdeeds in Washington, D.C. and provide common sense solutions to hopefully restore integrity to our government. I admit common sense solutions are not, are they are rather only temporary in nature, but we all know that the long-term solution to our problem in America is spiritual awakening. That is the long-term solution to our problems in America. And in order to have spiritual awakening and revival, The church in America, the Christian church in America, needs to wake up and fall on our knees in repentance so that revival and spiritual awakening can break out across America. Um, But part of uh, revival and awakening is exposing wrongdoing and sin that is going on in the church and in our country, and that's what I'm going to do here on Exposing Washington. Um, We are all sinners and all need an in need of a savior, but that does not mean we cannot hold people accountable for their actions, and that's what we're going to do here. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, is there a cabal that exists to undermine President Trump 
Well, at one time, candidate Trump. That's what we're going to talk about today. You may ask, what is a cabal? Well, I didn't know until a, maybe a year or two ago. But according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, a cabal is a contrived schemes of a group of persons secretly united in a plot. A plot as to overturn a government. That's what a cabal is. Such plots typically are displayed in action films and novels. Many of you, I'm sure, have read John Grissom novels with such groups, cabals. But you'd be surprised to know that such groups actually exist in our nation. Since the early days of Donald Trump's presidency, we began to learn of such a group, a highly orchestrated group, that sole goal was to discredit Donald Trump's presidency by claiming that Russia helped him get elected. Many of you have heard this narrative. If you watch CNN, MSNBC, any of the major news outlets, that's all you hear about. The economy's going well. Jobs are coming back to America. Our borders are more secure than they've ever been. And all you hear about is Russia, 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 and how President Trump colluded with the Russians to win the election. And I will say we've all known, anybody who has a level head has, has known and realized that the Russia investigation into President Trump and the Russia narrative is totally false. It's built on a rocky, found, uh, really no foundation. It's built on a shaky foundation. And we've known that, but we've kind of had little evidence to prove that. But it turns out our suspicions and our theories are correct, and I'll get into more of that later on in the show. Um, but I want to make one point first off, and that is that the American people elected Donald Trump president. The Russians did not elect Donald Trump president. The American people did. And to suggest otherwise is offensive and it undermines our electoral system. The American people, the American electorate, voted Donald Trump into the White House, period. Whether you like it or not, that's not my problem, but that's the fact. Nobody changed voting tallies. The Russians didn't hack into our voting system. The American people elected Donald Trump president, like it or not. Well, who's a part of the cabal? What's their mission? We know now. Many of you have heard in the last four weeks about this four-page memo. This four-page FISA memo, FISA stands for the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, or for Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, that's the law, and then, of course, there's a court that goes along with it. But this four-page memo, which was just released in the last 24 hours, outlines the abuses by Obama administration officials, and the abuses being that they spied on Donald Trump's presidential campaign. They illegally spied on his campaign. And I'm going to post the a PDF a copy of this four-page FISA memo on the Exposing Washington podcast page at AFR.net. Um, and be- but before I even get into the contents of the memo, you are going to hear many media talking heads and Democrat politicians trying to discredit the four-page memo which exposes these abuses in our government. 
And I just want to play this clip. This is Catherine Herridge on Fox News. And she is giving us basically the FBI. She's reporting that the FBI says they cannot find any inaccuracies in the FISA memo. Let's listen. That this matter has been reviewed by individuals beyond the FBI director, Christopher Wray. We've just learned that two senior FBI officials, one from the Bureau's counterintelligence division and the other from legal, have now reviewed the Republican staff memo alleging these abuses of government surveillance programs during the election. And our source, who's familiar with the matter, said the officials could not point to any factual inaccuracies in that memo. Those two bureau officials followed up on that initial review of the memo Sunday in that rare trip to Capitol Hill by Director Ray. Today, the FBI offered no comment for Fox's reporting about those officials and their conclusions about the memo. Well, that, there you have it. That's Catherine Herridge on Fox News saying that the FBI, sources inside the FBI, have reviewed the memo even prior to its public release, and they say they cannot find any factual, factual in, inaccuracies. And that's coming from the agency that this memo implicates. So if they say there's no factual inaccuracies, I trust it. I trust it. Um, So I I believe what's in this memo. I believe it is fact. I believe it is fact. Well, let's go ahead and get into the memo. This is going to take a little while. So we'll go ahead and start here in the last half of this first segment, getting into what is is in this four-page memo. And essentially it begins... Uh, and, and once again, the uh, copy of this memo will be posted on our podcast page at AFR.net. The first page of this memo gets into what individuals were sought surveillance on, what individuals were surveilled by our government, individuals within the Trump campaign, Donald Trump, Trump's 2016, 2016 campaign. They were surveilled by American government officials under President Obama. So it turns out in October of 2016, the DOJ, the Department of Justice, and the FBI sought and received a FISA probable cause order authorizing electronic surveillance on Carter Page, who is a Trump campaign official. And they sought this from the FISA court, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, Page is, of course, a U.S. citizen who served as a volunteer advisor to the Trump presidential campaign. Um, and who you might ask, who approved of this? Who signed off on this? Well, in order to get such a warrant, in order to get such a warrant to spy on American citizens and to spy on the Trump campaign, you have to get uh, signatures and approval from very top officials in the FBI and the Department of Justice And in the next segment, I will tell you who those officials are who signed off on this, what I believe is illegal surveillance. But to give you a little backgrounder to the uh, surveilling of the Trump campaign, it is important to know that the evidence used to get the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court to grant a warrant to spy on American citizens, to spy on President Trump's campaign, they used falsified information. They used what many people know as the Russian dossier. The Russian dossier, which is, and I'm quoting the former FBI director, he says that 
the dossier used to obtain a warrant to spy on American citizens in the Trump campaign is salacious and unverified. It's salacious and unverified. That's according to James Comey, the former FBI director. To give you a hint, he signed off on at least three of these warrants, three of these applications. So he says they're salacious and unverified, the information used to get the warrants. Well, why, sir, did you sign off on them? Why did you sign off on them? We'll answer that after the break. You've been listening to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. This is your host, Walker Wildman. We'll be back after the break to talk more about this four-page FISA memo, what's in it, who it implicates, and who should go to jail. We'll be back in a minute. Judy Goodell and her husband set up a charitable gift annuity through the AFA Foundation. What we love about it is that it represents stewardship principles that we feel strongly about. So we got very, very excited about this opportunity. With a charitable gift annuity through the AFA Foundation, an AFA supporter can guarantee a permanent monthly income, as well as supporting the American Family Association for years to come. We do feel convicted about really praying about all that God has really blessed us with. And so many people we know just want to leave it all to their kids. And we know the danger of that. And so we just are really just trying to pray through it. And God gave us great confirmation as we prayed that this would be a good use of the Lord's money. Find out if a charitable gift annuity is right for you at 800-326-4543, extension 345, or email foundation at afa.net. If you like trips where you have to plan everything, then uh, maybe our tour is not for you. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman with American Family Association and American Family Radio. Of course, I'm talking about our spiritual heritage tours of Washington, D.C., Mount Vernon, and then a separate trip to Williamsburg, Virginia. And guess what? We take care of everything. All you have to do is, as they say, show up. But we take these spiritual heritage tours twice a year, once in June and once in September. Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation, who is a historian, will be joining us for both tours, and he will tell you everything you need to know about the places, the times, the events that we will experience on these tours of Washington, D.C. and Williamsburg. For all the information, just go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com. That's spiritualheritagetours.com for everything. Welcome back to Exposing Washington on American Family Radio. Welcome back to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. A lot of uh, breaking news this weekend that we're talking about, a lot of breaking news. And for the last 15 minutes or so, we've been talking about, about how Donald Trump, then candidate Trump, now our president, was spied on by the opposition party and our own FBI and Department of Justice. He was spied on by those agencies for political gain. This is historic. I've never, I've only been alive 23, 24 years, but even reading back in history of things like Watergate, etc., I've never read anything like this. 
This is unbelievable. I think this will go down as one of America's worst political scandals. And not just a political scandal, but a criminal, uh, a criminal, uh, a criminal scandal is what I think it will go down in the history books is. But to just give you a, a brief overview before we jump back into this, we found out it's been we've we've sus, we've suspected that that Obama officials illegally spied on Donald Trump's campaign during the campaign and afterwards, even afterwards, even after he was elected president. And with this four-page memo that was released by a congressional committee uh, just in the last 24 hours, we've we can confirm with with no shadow of a doubt that the FBI and the Department of Justice obtained a warrant to illegally spy on American citizens and Trump campaign associates and even Donald Trump himself. So that's what we have here. And this stuff, this is a bombshell. And I've written a whole article on it and included what's in the memo and my takeaways from it, the key takeaways and you can read that at afa.net, afa.net. The blog will be posted there. Also, you can visit afr.net, exposing Washington podcast page, and uh, read my article there. Uh, I'll link to it there on the podcast page. But uh, so let's let's move back into this. And so the the Catherine Herod from Fox News, we just paid, played her clip before the break, saying that FBI officials say that this memo. They cannot find any factual inaccuracies in it, which is important. That means that this is a very accurate document. Um, some of the people who are impl- implicated here, some of the people who are implicated, and when I'm talking about criminal activity and those who are implicated and, 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 and crimes have been committed, this is what I'm talking about. It's called perjury. What is perjury? Well, the simple definition is lying to the court, lying to a court. That's what perjury is in layman terms, lying to a court. So, for example, anyone who presents information to a court, any court, and presents it and signs off on it as fact, when you know it's not fact, that is perjury. That is falsifying evidence, falsifying information to a court. That is a felony if it's done to a, to a federal court. So, and that's what's happened here. That's what's happened here. The warrant that was used to spy on the Trump campaign, the base of the, of the application for the warrant was built on what the FBI and the Department of Justice knew was, quote, salacious and unverified claims. The FBI director at the time said that. He said this is salacious and unverified and unverifiable. So, but you might wonder who all is implicated here, who all signed off on this warrant to spy on the Trump campaign. FBI director, then FBI director, James Comey, he signed off on three FISA applications on behalf of the FBI. These were all to spy on the Trump campaign. FBI Director James Comey signed off on three of the FISA applications. I'm reading directly from the unclassified four-page FISA memo. 
Andrew McCabe. Deputy Director Andrew McCabe signed off on one of these applications. Sally Yates. Some of these names you may not recognize, and that's okay, but these are important people. Trust me, these are important people. Then Deputy Attorney General Sally Yates and current Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, they each signed off on one or more FISA applications on behalf of the Department of Justice. So these are big-name people. James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Rod Rosenstein, and Sally Yates. They each signed off on one or more of the FISA applications on behalf of the Department of Justice. That means that they signed their name, they swore to the federal court that the documents they were signing were truthful, verifiable fact, even though they knew that they weren't. These people knew that this was false information, yet they lied to the federal court and the judges whom sit on the court, which is a felony. That is a felony. And here's, here's what I'm saying, and here's what I'm demanding. And I think a reasonable, per, reasonable person would demand this. I think first, first, President Donald Trump needs to completely disband the Robert Mueller special counsel probe. He needs to send a letter right now as I speak to the special counsel's office and say you are all fired. Shut off the lights, go to the house, lock the doors, you are fired. Your office no longer exists. You're fired. That needs to happen immediately. That needs to happen immediately. The second thing that needs to happen is Attorney General Jeff Sessions, who is over both of these departments who are implicated, Attorney General Jeff Sessions, he needs to file charges Monday morning. This upcoming Monday morning, I believe that'll be the 5th, he needs to file charges, February 5th, he needs to file charges for all of those who presented false information to the federal court. If these two things are not done, if Donald Trump does not fire the special counsel and Attorney General Jeff Sessions file charges against those who've broken the law, then I will immediately lose faith in our justice system and in our executive branch to carry out justice in our country. Because where is Jeff Sessions in this whole scandal? Where is he? And this is, this is just out from the Washington Times. Friday afternoon, Attorney General Jeff Sessions was making a speech, a planned speech, before he knew all this was going to come out. And here's his, here's his quote regarding this four-page memo and the scandal that is going on in his department. Here's Attorney General Jeff Sessions' quote. Congress has made inquiries concerning an issue of great importance for the country, and concerns have been raised about the department's performance. I have great confidence in the men and women of this department, but no department is perfect. Accordingly, I will forward to appropriate DOJ components all information I receive from Congress regarding this. 
I am determined that we will fully and fairly ascertain the truth. We already know the truth, Sessions, Jeff Sessions. We already know the truth. The truth came out shortly after lunchtime on Friday, February 2nd. The truth is, your department, sir, your department and some people who are still in your department lied to a federal court and spied on American citizens without cause. That's the truth, Jeff Sessions. And are you going to do anything about it? I sure hope so, because if, if, if charges are not filed in a federal court by Monday morning, then Jeff Sessions needs to leave. Because he is useless. He's not doing his job. He's neglecting to do his job. And Donald Trump needs to fire Robert Mueller and the special counsel. This is corruption at the highest levels of our government. And I'm sick and tired of House investigations, Senate investigations, hours of hearing, of hearings, and everybody walks out scot-free. If I'm saying that right, everybody, everybody gets off the hook. Nobody ever is held accountable for the crimes they commit. If I, if, I, if I falsify my tax forms, if I lie to the IRS, if I submit false information to a court, if I go over the speed limit, I can be taken into jail. Yes, I can be taken to jail for breaking the speed limit. If a cop wanted me to, to, to take me into jail, he could take me into jail for going over the speed limit or running a stop sign. Yet, and some people do. Some people pay huge fines for going over the speed limit. But yet, federal officials in our government can commit felonies and treasonous acts and they have to testify here and there and then they get retirement on a government dime. This is absolutely ridiculous. And what is the crime here? The crime's perjury, lying to a federal court. And I'm going to go back who all is implicated in this. Who all is implicated in this? Former FBI Director James Comey, former Deputy FBI Director Andrew McCabe, former Deputy Attorney General Sally Yates, and current Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. They each signed one or more of the falsified FISA applications. And other top DOJ and FBI officials were also a part of presenting knowingly falsified information to the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. That's the crime, perjury, lying to a court. So two quick, uh, two quick in, uh, interesting notes before we end the show is that, um, let's see here. Three, three to four minimum of the people who committed crimes here or were involved in the illegal activity still work for our government. They still work for the FBI and the Department of Justice. Who are the names that still work? Rod Rosenstein, he's still on the job getting a, getting a, a fat salary from the taxpayers. Yeah, he uh, committed a crime possibly. Rod Rosenstein... Uh, Bruce Orr, a name you might not know of, but Bruce Orr is still on, on the federal taxpayer's dime, getting a salary, and many others. You can visit AFR.net Exposing Washington podcast page to read all this uh, breaking information 
We'll be back next next week, likely to cover more on this subject. We'll see you next week on American Family Radio Network.